to another episode of Oddest is Hottest. Again, my name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. I feel like we forgot to forget to say that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I know that this podcast sometimes is all over the place and a lot of times we focus on the damages of deconstruction and bad sex education and we will obviously continue to be centralized around that but we do also like to bring up things that are relevant to things that we care a lot about and things that are going on in the world and something that's been really pertinent to our well everybody's lives and something that's been really present in the news recently especially because the ocean was just on fire Mm -hmm. as of time of recording is climate change and the climate crisis that we're currently in and also the fact that Kristen wants to have children soon and (laughs) something that we've talked a lot about as friends and if you have come here from our horror movie review podcast the Exorcisters podcast you know that something that has been a big concern of both of us but mainly Kristen because she's like right on the threshold of wanting to start a family is bringing children into a world that may not be alive enough to carry them basically right exactly like that's such guilt I guess I sit here and go I want kids I want a family so bad but you also have you know the documentary we're going to discuss a little bit right now 2040 and you know that's only 19 years from now and how different the world will be right and it's hard because it's not your fault. Like if you were, you know, 50 years ago, you wouldn't even have to consider that or you should have, they should have, but that wasn't something that was talked about. It was industry, 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 you know, produce, 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 and we're dumping things here and it's coming out there. And it wasn't something that they were considering when they had children. There were a lot of things to consider when having children, but baby boomers in the greatest generation, that was not something that they thought about. And obviously something they're still not really thinking about, to be honest. They, it's something that they are saying they're thinking about, but there's not any action being taken, at least in the United States where we are from and in a lot of nations, specifically places like China and things like that. They don't really care that much. China has done some things like we used to send our recycling there, but that has since also ceased Mm -hmm. to my understanding. They don't want our junk anymore. And something that's been really frustrating to me, specifically talking about our government, which is bullshit, is like, you know, obviously I'm a leftist. And to be a leftist in the United States to really get anywhere, it's like, okay, vote Democrat, vote Democrat, vote blue. But like, that's bullshit too, because I I get on Twitter and I see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you know, tweeting like, we must act on climate right now. And it's like, shut the fuck up and do something about it. Exactly. I'm so fucking tired of the talk. And it's like even the economic part of it, you know, where millennials aren't having kids. They're not having kids. Oh my God, it's going to screw up our economy because the baby boom is retiring. Okay. Well, why do you think we're not having kids? Pay us. This this is like there are so many reasons. And yeah, like the one that we're talking about today, a big one is global fucking warming. Work on it. Save our fucking earth and maybe we'll want to invest our loins into that. Our future. Yeah. Like, you don't want to hand over we were given so much weight and Gen Z, you know, arguably even more so that we it's like we just keep handing down this trauma and it's it it is generational trauma family to family but it's also a global trauma as well Mm -hmm. and so 
it's like, it's hard because you are entitled to, well, I I don't want to say entitled. That's a hard word, but it's like, you should be entitled to have a family and do the things that generations before you have done. But now it's like, there aren't going to be fish in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. We won't be able to feed those grandbabies that you want so fucking bad. Do something to have a future for them. Right. And nobody's really thinking about that. And when they do, like I've specifically heard someone in my own personal life say that is a boomer, you know, well, they talked about this in the eighties too. Like, it'll just go away. It'll be fine. It'll all work itself out. No, it hasn't gone away. It's gotten worse just because you don't hear it every single day. Like I do. I hear it every single day of my life. Right. And obviously when the fucking ocean was on fire because of that spill, like, and it's, this is, it's hotter every single summer and there's more snow every single winter. We just lost a Canadian town because it's freaking, it broke records on the heat every single day for three days in a row. And then it burst into flames and the whole town went down. How is that not global warming? Well, roads are buckling. Yeah, the Pacific Northwest literally doesn't have the infrastructure to handle the heat. Infrastructures are crumbling in India. You know, it's already hot as fuck there. But when you're getting into Fahrenheit temperatures in the teens and the 20s, it's really not survivable to a certain point. We're already reaching those maximums, you know? Exactly. We're having mass floods in areas that aren't equipped for this. We've lost German towns because of these mass floods that had been there for hundreds of years. Right. So this is an act now or there is no going back. We're pretty much there at this point. Correct. And that's why it's so difficult to talk about like having children and handing this to them. And it's like, well, what can we do? And that's where it gets really difficult to talk about because correct. What can you do? Okay. Reduce, reuse, recycle, go vegan. Like, okay. There's flaws in all of these things. Veganism Mm -hmm. is a very privileged diet. Mm -hmm. Recycling is usually a scam. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, it's just there's all these systems in place that are there to essentially not work, you know. Correct. Or you try to do the good things like El Paso, Texas tried to ban single-use plastic bags and the entire town was sued by big oil. Are you fucking kidding me? So you literally can't move forward because of lobbyists and money and capitalism and oil. Right. Now, eventually, we're going to run out of those things, but it's what we're going to talk about this documentary, 2040. The reason that, I mean, I we were looking for documentaries to talk about climate, and there's a lot out there. There's like, you know, Seaspiracy, and there's even like Food Incorporated that specifically talks about food and emissions and, you know, factory farming and things like that, and there's there's a ton like there's a Mm -hmm. bunch of climate documentaries this one keeps making the top of the list because it actually takes a different spin on things climate is always doom and gloom right Mm -hmm. this one is actually has a little bit more of a hopeful tone to it because the documentarian is a father that wants to see what the future is going to hold for his daughter and it actually is hopeful now, that doesn't mean that he his documentary says, oh, we're going to be fine, because it absolutely does not. But what it does do is it shows you the systems that we already have that currently exist 
can be a solution to a problem that is in staring us in the face. Mm-hmm. And he goes to these people that have created these solutions and are utilizing these solutions. And they talk about it on a much bigger scale of how we can use them right here, right now to fix this. We just have to do it. So there are quite a few things that it talks about carbon emissions in farming. And it talks about the crisis in the ocean of how they're, more acidic and they're warmer and they're dying. Like we all know that we basically lost the great barrier reef. Right. Yeah. And wildlife in the ocean is just being basically eradicated species that were not previously on the endangered list are, are always being added to the endangered list and we're going to lose them. Like there will be things in our lifetime, animals that our kids will never see. Correct. You know, many species that our kids will never see which just blows my mind like if you think about it because that's not a long time like even 50 to 100 years is not a long time exactly and that's the saddest that is the saddest part like it has been this the global warming problem has been increasing since the industrial revolution but it has gotten even worse since you know world war ii world war ii was only in the 1940s, that's that's not very long ago. No. It's been I mean, less there, than 100 years. I was about to say, I see patients at work all the time who were born in World War II era. I have yes. a, a family member that fought on D-Day. <laughs> you know, like, he's super old, but he's still alive. Like, this is current. Yes. I mean, these people are still alive that have seen these great changes in global warming. I don't understand how you can just bury your head in the sand. But also at the same time, as an individual, I kind of get it. Like there's nothing you can really do about it. It's down to the corporations. Well, and something that he said kind of midway through the documentary was he was on a plane and he was like, I'm literally making a documentary on climate change in this plane that's putting out incredible emissions, drinking water from a plastic cup with snacks in a plastic bag, you know, and you it's can't like, help but be a hypocrite because the whole world is around that. It's designed for it. And something yeah. at the very beginning that was so stunning to me was in Bangladesh, there are communities that literally have no power. They have no electricity. Like they are essentially some communities in Bangladesh are third world country type communities. Mm -hmm. And they, this one young man came back to his particular community, created community power grids based on solar panels. So basically all the houses were connected and they all shared these panels and it was a power share type grid. It did not rely on corporations. It did not rely on the government. It was a self-sustaining community power grid. Mm -hmm. And that was, I thought it was beautiful because there was, it was literally just the sun and they weren't, they had everything that they needed. If there was a natural disaster, they could use it. They could share it. They only used what they needed. If somebody needed more, they took more. If somebody needed less, they used less, you know, 
and yep. and they were selling it they were selling their own energy so they were also getting that money and keeping it within their village community right so the economy was helped out that way yeah and they even said you know when if you use this on a bigger scale and more like first world communities you could use it in a community and if you didn't use it you could choose to donate it or you could mm-hmm. choose to sell it whatever you wanted to do with it but obviously the corporations would be cut out of that Correct. And that's the biggest fucking problem. I remember seeing a comment from Twitter recently, and it basically said that the reason we don't want to do solar power is because we wouldn't make any money on it. And that was a corporate person saying that. Exactly. So your problem with saving the world is that you're not going to make money on it. Exactly. And that something that was even said about these community solar grids was they're illegal in some places. Yes. That's so fucking wrong. Do you yeah. want do you want more in the economy to get more into the economy eventually and get more money later? It, you need more people on the planet. And if you're just going to kill us all off, then where are you getting your money? Even with millennials not having as many kids, and I'm assuming that trend will continue with Gen Z as well. They're going to be in the same position as we are, even with working to try to better things. They were given the same planet conditions, you know, as millennials. They are, so I, I'm assuming they're not going to continue to, you know, have kids as quickly. Mm-hmm. They still expect there to be 10 billion people, which mm-hmm. the planet can just n- not handle that. Right. Or it could. And that's kind of what this documentary talks about. There's a point where we talk about basically seaweed farms in the ocean to help with global warming, but also to help with feeding people. Just seaweed farms in the ocean could feed all of those people. And where they have put these seaweed farms, because this is a living, breathing experiment that they've been doing, the wildlife started returning. Fish Mm -hmm. started coming back to previously dead zones. So, and again, that's what this whole documentary was about. It was like, this isn't impossible and something that they even they represented a soil culture basically these farmers were planting these very like mixed crops that really they couldn't sell or anything but they were planting them to heal soil Mm -hmm. because when you factory farm basically and you commercially farm it's bad soil yes I'm literally trying to do the same thing with my backyard right now on a smaller scale like it's all weeds but that's literally part of what weeds are for is to help the ground fix itself so when your backyard is all dirt and all you can grow is weeds there's probably a reason it probably needs some time to fix itself and now I'm able to grow grass in part of my yard the other part is still healing itself with weeds it's like it mother nature is an amazing thing if we would just work with her instead of against her Right. And when they were showing the chemical treated soil from farming and the nature treated soil, basically from this natural process that these farmers were doing, the naturally natural soil was absorbing water and not really leaking any of it out. It was taking it all in. And what it was leaking out was a very clear liquid. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side was a very chemically treated soil that was very commercially processed and all of the water was running right through it. It actually mm-hmm. wasn't maintaining any of that water. And you have to think about too, like 
this is what we're eating. This is what's ending up in our water supply. It's going right into the rivers. Right. So it's a matter of our health and Mm -hmm. it's a matter of also, you know, agriculture. Like we're farming so much land to feed livestock when we could be feeding people. And I'm not even on one about like vegetarianism or veganism because those, again, like I said earlier, are very privileged diets. Like I have, Mm -hmm. I know someone that, you know, is like, oh, well, it's no just rice and beans like those are cheap and it's like here yeah you know Mm -hmm. like but some areas it's easier to raise a cow you know or whatever like it's not and also veganism can be depending on where you are actually very like I'm not going to get into a whole thing on veganism right now because that's typically the diet I subscribe to mostly because it helps my PCOS a lot and it's made me feel better. So again, this is coming from someone that eats vegan most of the time, like, (laughs) but it can be very like privileged. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the fact that we have people working minimum wage and all these fucking hours and then they have to go home and feed their kids and you don't have time or money to do it. Fast food's right there. Exactly. Fast food is full of beef and chicken. Exactly. And some people will be like, well, that's more expensive than like just rice and beans. Like a lot of people don't just want to eat rice and beans all day. Exactly. And I'm not saying that's what I do, but I look for a lot of alternatives. Like this morning I had avocado toast. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's not avocados are expensive and things like that. Like fresh produce can be expensive, Mm -hmm. especially when you know that if you don't buy certain things organic, you're eating a lot of chemicals and certain things that are non-organic are fine. And also there's a lot of things that tie into you know, a lot of white privilege about veganism as well. So I'm not going to get into a whole thing about veganism, but on the flip side of that, all of the animal products that we are consuming is also an issue with factory farming. If we were sourcing all of our livestock ethically and sustainably, that would be a different story. But you have people like Tyson over here that are, and I don't know, give me a big beef one. It doesn't really matter, but especially beef livestock are wiping out a ton of resources for food and grain. They're not eating naturally anymore, which is Mm -hmm. what we're consuming. So it's all just a big clusterfuck. But my biggest problem is that all of these documentaries, all of them, well, maybe not all of them, a lot of the ones that I've seen will say, put the responsibility on the consumer. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the responsibility truly lies with these corporations and our governments yes if our government would stop subsidizing big farm and livestock companies or stop subsidizing so much for fossil fuels because of the lobbyists which i don't understand how lobbying is not illegal it fucking should be but because of all the lobbyists and the congressmen who have money in these projects we're not going to go anywhere because nobody wants to lose a fucking dime Right. And it's never really about the future because it's always like, what can I do now for me? Even if they have kids, Mm -hmm. you know, even if they have grandkids, like I don't, I don't get that one. Like you want grandkids so fucking bad. Do do you, you are in Congress. You have got to see what's going on. They'll just send Mm -hmm. them off to space. Right. Exactly. And go where and live where. Because you don't have anywhere else to go. Mars isn't set up for you yet. What are you going to do? 
Yes. This is the only place you can literally live right now. You too. So can you help us figure it the fuck out? Or are you cool just watching it burn? As long as they die before it actually burns and they make their money, they're fine watching it burn. Is what I think. Money is disgusting. Yeah. I I think that that's, you know, the love of money, like we've talked about on the other podcast, like the love of money is the root of all evil. And something that really got me with this documentary is he interviewed children a lot. Mm-hmm. And that like towards the end, it actually made me like tear up a little bit because these kids are so hopeful and like innocent, you know, and mm-hmm. they put say what they want to be when they grow up and they talk about like what they want for the world and like one of them was like, I just want people to care, basically, about the, the earth. And one of them said, I want my kids to be able to swim in the ocean. Yeah. A clean ocean. And it's like, you know, same. Same little mm-hmm. sis, you know, like. Right. But these kids are like, you know, between five and ten. Yeah. And this They're was in 2019. elementary school. Yeah. So they have so far to go and we're the acceleration rate on the what's happening is astounding. We I mean we just recently lost a whole bunch of sea life because it fucking boiled to death because it's so hot. Yeah. I mean a good example of how much people are in denial or don't care is how they've treated Greta Thunberg. Thunberg? That's so fucked up. Like, she is a fucking child. Yeah. That pisses me off. She's a fucking child. Yeah, just trying to save her own goddamn future. And these people say some disgusting things about her. How fucking dare you? And for what? Like, do you not want a planet? Like, I don't understand. They call her, like, a spoiled brat. Like, I don't understand, like, what the problem is with her. Coming from the biggest spoiled brats on the fucking planet. Like, boomers had everything. Literally everything handed to them. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. No. I mean, it's true, though. And, like, they have said that poor girl that's just literally doing climate strikes because she doesn't, the people her, you know, Gen Z, Zoomers, basically, like, need a planet to live on. And they have a right to have families as well. Mm-hmm. That's all she wants. She wants the UN to pay attention. Correct. That's what you are for. United Nations is supposed to be protecting all of us and pushing these things forward. And instead, they are also just on the where do I get more money? Yep. Yeah. So it's like, I think that the only way that these governments are going to listen, unfortunately, is through some type of drastic civilian action. Correct. You take their consumerism away. But at the same time, it's hard because everyone says that. And the same thing that everyone says with that sentiment is like, I don't know where to start. Exactly. That's how I feel. Like, I'm trying to elude, but like, I'm, I'm ready for action. But how do you go about that? This isn't the 1700s anymore where it's, it all comes together in a little pub and there's, you know, a hundred thousand people in all of France. 
Well, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, start trading with your neighbors and like stop the economy. And it's like the banks will just come in and take our houses. The landlords will just come in and take your housing. You will be on the streets and they will not care. Right. Like, but at the same time, if enough people do it, that does give you enough power, but you have to get enough people on your side. And the thing is, we still have those ultra conservative boomers, you know, we still have enough of a person. And I'm not trying to like be like a downer about that because like I'm on board, you know, I want to be on board. I just, they're the ones that control Senate and stuff like that. They're the ones that have the power right now and won't fucking let go. Yeah, that's why it's like, yeah, we got Biden in, in and Trump out, but that doesn't really help when we, and I know this is not climate related, but like all the things that he said he was going to do, I mean, there are really none that have been accomplished, which is not surprising. He just doesn't treat the tweet racial slurs. Oh, sweet. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, we and moved forward. And he takes forward, more naps. But... Right, <laughs> right. Like... But it's literally like every single time one, even AOC, which everyone fucking loves AOC. Like, yeah, she says a lot of angry words and I'm not saying she's not doing, making some sort of progress, but I don't think anybody's making any sort of progress. You know, every time I see something pop up on Twitter from any of these politicians, it's like, just Shut up. Like Joe Biden tweeting, you know, the last thing he tweeted 16 hours ago was Americans pay two and a half times more for prescription drugs than in other leading countries. We have to change that. Then do it. Exactly. We've been hearing about this for fucking years now. I'm tired of hearing about it. Let's finally make some fucking change. The bureaucracy in all countries right now is fucking ridiculous. And that is the problem with bureaucracy is it stops everything in its fucking tracks because we have to dot this I and cross this T and and then Senate has to go on break because you know it's so hard being them. It's hard working a hundred days a year. <sighs> you know, and then another thing he tweeted twenty hours ago was fifty five major corporations paid zero in income tax in recent years. My build back better agenda is going to change that paradigm and give working families a fighting chance. Fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's all fancy words magic man you know like it's whatever it's so fucking irritating because if you look at what could actually be done for the economy because you know it's the all-god economy that people just worship if you wiped out student loans all of those people paying you know a thousand dollars a month in student loans where are they going to put that oh in the economy buying stuff oh my god that's crazy it might help it out wow that's crazy you mean, oh, taxing Bezos, who's not going to spend his money anyway. He's just holding on to it, watching the little, his percentage go up in his video game of life, you know, as opposed to taxing him more and giving that money, spread it out for people. What are they going to do? Oh, my God, they're probably going to spend it. No fucking way. Yeah, they will buy houses. Yeah, I don't they get will it. Buy land. <laughs> how are you so fucking dumb, people? I don't fucking get anymore how, no, our economy can't handle if we wipe out student debt. Yes, it fucking can. You're Other willing countries, to. It works. Right. You're willing to wait decades on global warming on, oh, it's not a problem. Now we'll deal with it later. Okay, well, if you deal with student loan debt right now, in 10 years, it will make back what it cost you. In 10 yeah. years. If you wait a decade, you, yeah. you can't wait on that? 
You're not getting it right now anyway with people going into default and shit. Right. I mean, this is like the we're only I think less than a decade away from seeing cities underwater. We're already there, but like multiple American cities. Yeah. I was like, you're all God Manhattan going to be underwater. I I was just joking with a coworker the other day about how I was like, Oh, we live in Colorado. We'll have the beach and the mountains. Uh huh. You know, we'll be coastal. Literally. That's part of the reason Connor and I talk about moving occasionally. And we always come back to staying in Colorado. And one of the reasons there's many, one of them is global fucking warming because at least we're high enough up it probably won't hit us too hard what'll probably hit us is refugees yeah yeah i agree and like because here the natural disasters aren't too bad you know yeah we have avalanches maybe some tornadoes out east like that's it when and they're not Flooding. as bad as the i've seen tornadoes in texas and these tornadoes are yeah they're little skinny guys you know what i mean <laughs> like right they ain't shit well, I'm not saying not to downplay a tornado at all, but like I've seen the tornadoes that are, you know, mile wide and these guys are typically not. So, you know, at least here it's a little different, but then you have those people that are where they are and they don't have the the privilege or the resources to just leave. Whereas all these super wealthy people have bunkers and plane tickets and contingency plans and multiple houses. That's why Senate and Congress don't care. Exactly. They have a place to go. uh, They already have plans for all this stuff. You know, the movie 2012 when they all bought a ticket to get on the fucking... Literally, I watched that the other day and I was sitting there going, oh my God, that really is happening. I guarantee you that's really happening. Oh, yeah. It's like going to be a place like NORAD like we have here, you know? Yeah. And... This is just me being completely nihilistic. This is not how I really feel because this is heartbreaking for what's going to happen. But there are too many of us on this fucking planet. So maybe taking out some of these coastal cities that that carry our major populations, at least Mother Earth won't have such a stress anymore. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that those people are yeah, it's heartbreaking. innocent people. Put the, exactly. the people that didn't do shit. Or that did do shit, like the ones that aren't yeah. doing Put anything there. Bezos on the, like, tie him to the edge of Manhattan, let him slowly drown. Like, I'm down with that. Exactly. I just don't understand, like, innocent people that have been asking for change for years mm-hmm. are going to suffer. Correct. Like, and I, that's when they didn't have to, and that's the thing. Like, clearly 2040, this documentary showed us that we are capable of change people have figured this out Mm -hmm. people are smart like yes and that's the saddest and and so infuriating part like i see it occasionally in feeds of oh my god this dude just invented this amazing thing that's going to help us with climate change and i'm like okay but it's one little dude who did this one little thing that nobody's going to pay him for so it's not going to get big he's going to go away and never be talked about again and then we're all going to die it's like Thank you. Thank you so much for devoting your life to trying to save us. But I also feel jaded in the fact that it's not going to do anything. Mm. It's just so, so frustrating to be down here and being like, what can we, what can we help do? You know, Mm -hmm. 
Like Right. And even in this documentary, like there's there's still time. This seaweed farm, the this changing out crops on actual farms, these self-driving cars, there's still time. I mean, we have 19 years before 2040, before there will be no fish in the ocean and that stuff. We have time to fix it right now. We really do. It's it's like now or, or don't do it, but we have time. But instead, we're just going to watch Bezos launch into space and praise him for it. Yeah, I saw a meme that said it was kind of like, it'll trickle down. And then the next sentence was like, no, they'll build spaceships with it. And Correct. I have never seen anything truer you know correct yep like that's it doesn't trickle down reagan was one of the most asshole-ish like protect the wealthy guys and that's exactly why he came up with trickle down economics he knew they knew economists aren't stupid we are <laughs> correct i mean, I mean he we're not the, but he ripped the fucking solar panels off the white house like ripped them off you while they're up there, just let them do their fucking thing. You ain't got to be a prick about it. Well, he—that's conservative. I know. Slap your penis down on it. Do it again. <laughs> right. Take it. Take it. <laughs> yep. And on the entire economy, because we still yeah. believe trickle down works. Correct. Everything bad doesn't. happened started from the fucking 80s, I'm realizing. Even fucking 401ks. I watched recently a documentary on Netflix and talking about money. And 401ks happened in the 80s. And that was all it took it, once again, from the employers having to help you with retirement to, once again, now it's you, the retiree, having to figure it out your own way. You pay your own retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck corporations. Well, I hope that people, I mean, people are starting to beg, you know, but mm -hmm. I hope that we start listening. I was like, I was listening to this one thing and it was like, hey, if you feel like killing yourself, just remember every day that you're alive is one day closer to outliving Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking turtle. Yeah, that's. Uh... I hate the Senate. What happened to checks and balances, man? Why does the Senate not have any term limits? Oh, because they can't vote on it? Then executive order that shit. Fucking Supreme Court that shit. It That's should what checks and balances people. are for. It should go to the people. We mm -hmm. should have all that, all the power. Correct. But it's not an actual democracy. It's a republic. Exactly. And they're all friends. So they're all just, yeah, sure. You don't have to have term limits. I'm not going to sign that. It's okay. You're my best friend. I'll have you over for dinner. My wife is making such and such. Remember that from last time? Yeah. They're all fucking friends. Yeah. So if you haven't watched 2040, like it does give a lot of like hope and it's really sweet. Like at the end, he talks about like, you know, you know hopefully the future for his daughter is them getting to be, you know be more aware of everything going on and have all these alternatives and like in stockholm they actually take their citizens food waste and all this other stuff they have a lot of options for all of this mm -hmm. you know reduce reuse recycle Love they Sweden. actually yeah me too that's where i'm going <laughs> it's this is completely off topic but i actually told brad literally said verbatim in the car the other day because our 
we were talking about how we had to get a new water heater recently and we weren't a huge fan of the company that did it. And I was like, well, why'd you go with them? And he was like, well, they did our old house's water heater, but the company sold. So this is the same company, Uh, but they sold. And I asked why they sell. And he said the owner got so sick that to pay his medical bills, he had to sell his company. That's so fucked up. Oh my God. I hate this fucking country. Yep. And so the next thing that's out of my mouth was like, if I ever get critically sick, we're leaving the country. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not saying that to be like, eh, bye. No, I'm fucking out of here. I watched my dad go through cancer treatment. I watched him die and dying is expensive. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like you just get to die. Funerals, tombstones. Mm-hmm. His fucking headstone was $12,000. 12000 $12,000. Jesus fucking zeros. Christ. Mm-hmm. And I will have maybe mentioned this story before, but when he was sick and dying in the hospital the last like month and a half, he was alive. His company fired him via email, which is illegal, but basically because he wasn't working, they fired him and he lost his insurance. But we didn't know that because he was dying in the hospital. And so after he died, we got hundreds of thousands of dollars in hospital bills now they didn't stand because that what they did was illegal but we had to fight that and so for a month or a month and a half of hospice care cancer treatment hundreds of thousands of dollars a month one month so i told my husband we're getting the fuck out of here and we're going to sweden like i'm done i'm out but that's a very privileged, and I don't even know if we could make it happen, but I would mm-hmm. fight to get the fuck out of this country. And you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to be a refuge from a first world country. But I have mm-hmm. seen so many people in Europe say America is a third world country in a Gucci belt. Yeah. Yeah. Because absolutely. It's, this is a a corporation. We're we're gilded. It's the gilded age all over again. It's when the very few had all the fucking money and we have nothing. And yes, it looks nicer now because we're in homes instead of in tent cities, but it's still the same thing. Just because it looks prettier doesn't mean that we're making a rent or being able to pay- feed our fucking families just because we're forced to have a roof over our heads. Well, think about it though. Even if you are, like, I will put myself out there, like, I live in a nice house in a nice neighborhood. Here's the thing though. My husband and I are constantly stressed to the point where we're in therapy and on medication because our jobs are so stressful and Mm -hmm. we work overtime every week to pay for this shit. Yep. You also shouldn't have to do that. Correct. So, yeah, like I have a nice house, but it's also costing me everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even when we had a cheaper house, we were still working the same jobs and still stressed out all the time because that's just how it is. You create little soldiers, basically. Correct. Even if they're not in the military for working. So what they do is they go to work and they work themselves to the bone, you know, 40 plus Mm -hmm. hours a week, barely see their families, which is another reason that I don't really want kids because they go to school And then they'd go to daycare and I would see them three hours a a day. You know what I mean? Or less when they're younger because they have a a earlier bedtime. And then that would be, that would be my family interaction. And so we were so stressed, even at our smaller house, we were like, well, we might as well fucking buy the bigger house. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so we are in a place of privilege, but we're also 
very mentally ill. <laughs> so, well, just because our number of hours has changed doesn't mean we're still not working ourselves to death, which is once again the gilded fucking age. That's all people did was work and sleep, and that's really all we do now. Just because we can have Netflix to try to try to calm down from a terrible day at work, it's it's just more the world is throwing these things at us so that we try to ignore what's actually going on. So here, let's drug them with Netflix. Let's give them HBO Max. Here's Game of Thrones. They'll watch all of that and not think about the fact that they spend all of their lives at work and sleep. Yeah, absolutely. So when the world is on fire, you turn on Bo Burnham's inside. You know what I mean? Like, right. And obviously like that's not a great example because he literally talks about it but it kind of is misery loves company you know right or like one of my mind-numbing thing is bob's burgers because it's a safe space for me you know or some people is south park because it's like offensive humor and it's funny (laughs) or you know what i mean like stuff like that and it's or if you've seen uh, that social media documentary that netflix did it's like you're constantly like wrapped up in Exactly. You're on your phone. Here's the next drug. Or or let's pack more sugar into that that food. And they'll just they're drugging us with all of this stuff. And it doesn't look like the typical, you know, it's not like heroin. It doesn't look like that. But we're still being drugged with all of this stuff. Yeah. So that's why everybody has an addiction, whether mm-hmm. it be to drugs, alcohol, food, porn social media gambling which now is in the form of the games on apps like it's just to get away from the fact that your world my world our world is falling the fuck apart in so many fucking ways and nobody will do anything about it yeah and that's not to say that there's not a lot of good in the world because there definitely is but the problem is we need to have a world for there to be good in it yes and that's the whole point I know we were very negative, but actually this documentary is really good. I would definitely look into it because it was incredibly positive. Actually, it was the first time that I went, maybe I can have kids. Maybe I can do some things in my own backyard or things like that to actually try to help push us forward. And it's sad that it's all on me, but this is actually a really positive global warming documentary and they don't really have those. So I would definitely check it out. Yeah, I actually was like, hmm, it's kind of unfortunate because like when I had my other house, I had like half an acre and they actually had pre-started a Mm -hmm. garden and I was like, I can't do that shit. Like that's overwhelming. And now I'm like, oh, I kind of want to grow stuff. And now I go outside and I'm like, I ain't got no yard. (laughs) Right, exactly. But you don't really need a ton of space to put in a few planter boxes, especially if you're only like a family of two, like my husband and I. Yeah. Potatoes, you can fucking put a potato in the ground and grow potatoes. Right. So like, you don't, I'm not saying that you need to do that if you don't want to but you at least know where your food would be coming from if you want to do like tomatoes and potatoes and you know whatever yeah there's a lot of global warming things that can just be helped with plants like soil erosion and a lot of moisture that gets sucked up actually comes out of the soil so we could just in our little backyards kind of help that out a little bit that's nice to know for sure yeah and that's it 
really did. It was a very actually inspiring documentary. While it was also a little doomy, but it was very mm-hmm. like it, most of the experts that they brought on were a little like, um, hey, so we gotta like, mm-hmm. not nah, I mean. So I would highly recommend it. If I mean, they also have a website that you can go to that like shows you little mm-hmm. things that you can do to that can make an impact without having to like overhaul your entire life. So I, yeah, I mean, I would recommend, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Mm -hmm. I agree. It definitely made me feel more positive about the future than I have in a long time. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch Seaspiracy one day, but I'm glad we did this one because I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah. Seaspiracy is way more negative. Oh, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And which I understand, like, you know, if the fish aren't going to be around, that's going to rock. Even if you don't Everything. eat fish, it doesn't matter. That's a whole ecosystem. The, our, our planet is most water, and all of those animals would be gone. Like, you can't tell me that that doesn't have anything, like, it wouldn't affect the rest of the world. It absolutely would. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, that would be horrifying. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us, and thank you for listening to our little rant fest here. It helps to kind of talk it through. It does. I'm sorry that we ranted, but it's just scary, you know, Mm -hmm. scary to be here sometimes. And it's scary to think, you know, this is where we're at and that we care so much. And not I I say we, I don't mean Kristen and I, obviously we do, but like we as a people Mm -hmm. and then there are leaders do not. And you know, I also really liked, I forgot to mention this, also talked specifically about empowering women. Yes, that was really cool. That if we just educate women, then we would actually have less population because educated women wait longer to have kids and it wouldn't be such a strain on the globe. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So I really liked pretty much everything that this film did so agreed highly recommend seeing it it'll actually probably make you feel pretty good about the things that we as a species have been able to do mm-hmm. and come up with and i really liked everything that i was able to see across the world that they've come up with that it's like they're doing that over there and we're just like over here being fucking assholes like you know right so you know highly recommend you check it out absolutely thank you guys again so much for hanging out with us and for ranting and we hope you're well and that you are in a good mental space regardless of all of this talk and again as always bye bye